Welcome, everybody, to Hidden Guardians Podcast, your only podcast hosted by actual Hidden Guardians. This is the big one, folks. This is the one right before Lightfall. Um, we're going to get this one out early so you can listen to it. Um, we got a couple things to talk about that are brand new. We are going to be talking about the Bringing Back the Challenge blog. This has caused a little bit of a controversy among some folks for I don't know why. We're going to talk <laughs> about everything in there. Uh, we have the weekly update as well, the TWAB. Uh, there's four new things in there we'll touch on as well. Anything else that pops into my mind, uh, we're going to kind of dive right into it. But I am Outrider. I am joined again by Venge. Venge, um, his voice is not totally back yet. So if it sounds like a goat talking into a tin can, that's him. Hey. Which, which is normal, <laughs> which is better than the goat talking into the toilet bowl, I guess. But, you know, hey, that's... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do a lot of the heavy lifting today. Uh, he'll add things as he needs to, but uh, we're not alone. So there will be a little bit of a back and forth, but uh, just bear with us. He feels fine otherwise, right? I mean, it's just your voice for some reason decided to crap out again this morning. Yeah, just just the voice, but uh, everything else is actually better. I feel great. Yeah, that sucks. It do- It really sucks. <laughs> You're telling me that you sounded fine yesterday and then you woke up this morning and it's like, son of a bitch. You know, yeah. <laughs> Everything was gone. Good times. Uh, good times. Well, speaking of gone, gone are the days of easy victories, Guardians. You don't get that shit anymore. Bungie's going to crush you into dust. I'm going to stomp on your balls and you're going to like it with their difficulty changes coming next, uh, well, actually on Tuesday when Lightfall drops. It's not going to be that dramatic. I'm just being melodramatic here and over-tuning everything. But they did an entire blog post called Bringing Back the Challenge to Destiny. And uh, they did update it as well because they kind of forgot a couple things in it. In uh, the one post, they tar- they mentioned, uh, was it Lost Sectors being unrewarding? And then they go, and we agree with you. And then they never talk about rewards. They actually forgot yeah. to include that into the post. So they've updated it. So we have all the updated information from when it was originally posted. Um, starting off, it says, everything hurts now. How much? Well, that depends on you. Philosophically, we're attempting to bring the difficulty levels of legend closer to the popular legendary campaign experience. So we're talking like legend difficulty in the game, like legend nightfall, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, uh, and the master experience is closer to day one raids. Ooh. At the same time, any high difficulty ritual content is designed to last many playthroughs over multiple seasons. We're making some changes week to week over in season over season to keep them fresh. Here's a breakdown of the changes coming to several high difficulty activities, starting with Lightfall. So we got the basics of high difficulty activities. The adept difficulties being removed. Because typically it was Adept, Heroic, Legendary, Master, Grandmaster. So they're getting rid of Adept. Uh, Hero difficulty will now be available at 1750 power, which is the soft cap. I think most Guardians will be kind of getting to that extremely quickly when Mm -hmm. they go through the campaign. Uh, Legend and Master difficulties can be entered once you hit 1800, which is the power cap. Activity levels for Season 20. Hero is technically 1770. Legend is 1830. Master is 1840. They're implementing a power level disadvantage to provide a better challenge curve. 
Jiro is minus five power levels underneath the enemies you'll be encountering. Legend is 15. Master is 20. Grandmaster is 25. Okay, well, you know. We've been dealing with Grandmaster being 25, being 25 levels under, and uh, Master difficulty, well, you know, no big deal. I, I, I don't think this is going to be as big of a issue as people are thinking it is. It's just going to be tuning it up. They mentioned they were trying to get it kind of like the... Um, Battleground. Yeah, yeah, the battleground, the heist battlegrounds this year, which people <laughs> seem to actually really dig with the uh, difficulty of it. Okay. Yes. Hallelujah match game is being removed. Fuck match game. Uh, yep. Mismatch shields now only take 50% less damage across the whole game. So that's good. So that means if you don't have the thing, you're still managing to cut the shields down. It just takes a little bit longer than not being able to do shit like match game really stopped you. Uh, burns in high level activities will be split into surges and threats. So surge, increase your outgoing damage. Surges are for you, the player. Uh, surges increase elemental damage by 25%. Surges for high difficulty activities change every season based around featured damage types. The featured surge for Season of Defiance, which is, launches Tuesday, is Strand. Weekly rotating surges will be solar and void. So it'll always be strand this season coming up. And then solar and void will rotate as well. So it'll be strand and solar, strand and void, something like that. Now, threats. Threats increase elemental damage coming from enemies by 25%. That's, yeah, no big deal. A little push and pull here. Uh, uh High-level activities now also feature overcharged weapons. An overcharged weapon deals 25% more damage. Cool. Kinetic damage is also increased by 25% if you're using the Surging subclass. So, if you are running around with a Strand subclass, your Kinetic weapons now do 25% more damage in activities that have Surges and Threats. Nice. Just imagine having a Kinetic weapon a strand weapon and the and the energy weapon and maybe a strand heavy weapon while you're on a strand character class doing an activity like this 25% damage all around increase nice love it uh let's see overcharged weapons come in several sources currently weapons set per activity all right so certain weapons weapon featured as champion counters on the seasonal artifact okay Overcharges and surges do not stack. Boo. <laughs> well, I mean, an overcharge, you know, it's it, whatever. Um, let's see. Let's see. Overcharged weapons do not get extra damage if if they're also surging. So, yeah, that makes sense, you know. So if somehow mm -hmm. you have a stasis connect or a strand kinetic weapon some freaking way, it's not going to get both. Okay. No big deal. No big deal. You only need one for a given damage source. Okay, that's yeah, that's fine. Combatants are harder to stagger, and their health has been increased across the board. This is to compensate for surge and overcharge. The effect is strongest on powerful enemies and weakest on rank and file. Okay, that's not bad. What's not changing? Equipment is still locked on Legend and Master difficulties as well as Grandmaster Nightfalls. Why do we need to lock it on Legend now? I mean, you got rid of one of the um, two 
uh, match made legend difficulty things. Just talking about Nightfalls. You got rid of one of the two. So now you're left with one that you can match make with that you can actually switch your gear on. And then all the rest of them, you can't switch your gear on. I don't, I don't understand why legend all of a sudden is still locked behind this stuff, but oh well. Matchmaking is still available on Hero, but closed on Legend Master and Grandmaster. Again, why? Legend should be unlocked on matchmaking. It showed it worked last year when it was during Guardian Games. Yeah. And we were running Legend level Nightfall activities for Guardian Games on a special node, and it was all match made. It worked. They should have implemented Legend as I don't get why that they just reduced the amount of ability for people to matchmake in Nightfalls. Uh, let's see. Modifiers that affect enemy types, such as Fire Pit, for example, or Fire Team Coordination, so Chaff, Togetherness, etc. Okay, that's still going to be a thing. Champion availability remains the same. Okay. Grandmaster Nightfall, Revive Limitations, Wipe Conditions, and Schedule stay the same. There's another thing. Grandmaster schedule. I really wish they would get rid of that. I, I really wish people could start do, doing Grandmasters earlier. Like when yeah. the season starts if they want to. If you can get to that level or you're that damn good that you can go 40 levels under and still complete it, you should be able to do it. Uh, you shouldn't wait till the middle of the season to start them up. Um, let's see. Burns versus Surge slash Threat slash Overcharge. We currently use an acute burn in Nightfalls and other high-difficulty activities. This is a specific element buff-debuff that adds 25% damage from your Guardian and 50% damage to your Guardian. In Season 20, acute burn is being replaced with Surge. Two different elements. Either one gives you 25% damage, and if you're using a Surging subclass, 25% kinetic. Threat, 25% damage to your Guardian from a specific element. That's 25% less than now. And overcharge, one or two weapon types per activity, as well as any selectable anti-champion or other perks also make those weapons overcharged. Overcharge weapon can ignore the surge element and still get the 25% damage bonus. Cool. Prior to Season 20, if you wanted 25% damage bonus, your only option was to match the damage type defined by the strike. And given that match game was present in Legend and above, we were often requiring element flexibility to deal with shields. In Season 20, you can match one of two damage types or pick from a wide variety of specific weapons based on artifact perks. Additionally, if your subclass is surging, any kinetic weapon automatically deals 25% bonus damage, no matter what type it is. And without match game, you are free to be much more flexible with elements of your weapons, even running monocolor builds to maximize damage bonuses. Okay. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with any of that so far. And... Um, yeah. Yes. They're mentioning, you know, the, the match game. I hated match game. And I was like, well, now you have more flexibility. And in my mind, I'm going, and if you have Arbalist, it doesn't fucking matter. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to shoot a hole through your shield anyways, and it doesn't matter what energy type it is because Arbalist is designed to destroy shields. All right. Now, high scores strike back. Here we go. Ritual activities are the core of Destiny 2 experience. That's why we have plans to improve these familiar playlists that we all cherish so much. Really? Really, guys? We cherish these things? <laughs> of course we do. 
I'm, I'm looking at how much they cherish Gambit. I really, I really think. <laughs> I know folks were like, yeah, they updated Gambit like earlier this year, you know, at the beginning of Witch Queen. It's like, that was an upgrade to Gambit. That was to bring it in line with what the Crucible had. Yeah. I, I don't think they really upgraded it. We haven't had a new map since God knows how long, since they took away two maps. But, oh well. I digress. And today we're focusing on the Vanguard Ops playlist. So strike refreshes. Like the Shadows and Arms Dealer are being updated with new enemies, new encounters, new mechanics, and new objectives. Expect them to be much tougher than before and less sparrow friendly. <laughs> Too bad people running through it as fast as possible. We're working on adjusting other strikes such as Exodus Crash and the Inverted Spire. Their presence in Vanguard Ops playlist has been dramatically reduced, and they won't be part of the Nightfall rotations until brought to parity. They could just retire Exodus Crash at this point, and I don't think anybody would matter, would care, to be honest with you. And I yeah, mean that wholeheartedly. I think they could retire Exodus Crash, and nobody would give a shit. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, and uh, the, the line about bringing Exodus Crash to parity, I'm sitting there going, did you not play this strike on Grandmaster that... It, it's doable it can be difficult but doable but when you get to that last room it becomes unbearable so mm -hmm. what do you mean by bringing it to parody that last room in exodus crash is one of the hardest bits of content that i remember going through and i hate running this as a grandmaster so that that's just me uh let's see vanguard ops playlist so the psyops battlegrounds which were awesome and Heist Battlegrounds will become part of the Vanguard Ops playlist. The playlist is now power disabled, like Gambit and Crucible, okay? Means you won't have to have a damage advantage over enemies or them upon you, no matter what your power level is. Daily rotators and weekly singes have been removed and replaced with one random weekly surge, one random daily threat, one random modifier from our best of collection, including subtle foes, lightning crystals, and bulwark, okay? Vanguard Ops scoring. Exciting scoring is coming. We're adding scoring to the Vanguard Ops playlist. Just like Nightfalls, you earn points for killing enemies and other events. Precision kills, picking up orbs, reviving teammates. With a multiplier based on specific strike. The higher your score, the larger your Vanguard rank multiplier will be. You get one-time multiplier on Vanguard rank you earn for getting below 30,000 points. The multiplier increases every 5,000 points after the initial 30,000. The largest multiplier available is times 7 for getting over 250,000 points. This applies to all Vanguard modes, including Nightfalls. Okay. Nice. Strike scoring. That's I think we wanted that since... Um, so happy about it. Uh, what was it? It came at Age of Triumph in Destiny 1. That's when we got it. And you and I fucked around in strikes all the time trying to like get weird scores and get all those little badges and stuff. Uh, let's see. Vanguard challenges. Okay. So the Vanguard screen challenges are being adjusted to reflect these changes. To complete the weekly Vanguard challenge, you will now need to, number one, complete Vanguard activities with a surging subclass. It can either be seasonal surges for nightfalls or the Vanguard Ops weekly surge. Complete five activities. You get increased progress for harder difficulties. A single Grandmaster Nightfall completes this challenge. Again, why can't you just start with Grandmasters being available at the start of the season for people that want to do it? That Honestly, they're not going to want to do five activities. They're just going to run one Grandmaster and be done with it. And then yeah. run another Grandmaster because they're like 
you know, touched. <laughs> they like finding grandmasters all the time. Uh, let's see. Nightfalls are dark and full of terrors. Ooh. Nightfalls Ooh. are getting a tad more challenging to the point that you'll have to think twice before jumping into one with the, without a proper build. Take one thing into consideration. Once you reach your maximum effectiveness level, how high your power level is won't make a difference or how many extra artifact levels you have for that matter. Okay. Just before I read these off, I kind of got a feeling looking at this, it reminded me of how Nightfalls used to be in Destiny 1. Nightfall Ooh. level difficulty in Destiny 1 was hard. They were fun, too. They were fun, though, but they were hard. So, with that in mind, because they're adding Battlegrounds, this uh, time around to Nightfalls, Battlegrounds will slowly become part of the Nightfall playlist, starting with the Mars Heist Battleground. We will include others in the following seasons. Uh, two surges will be available. Threats dependent on the featured Nightfall. One featured overcharged weapon. Combatants are harder to stagger and have more health. Nightfall activity increases for Season 20. So Hero is 1770. Legend is 1830. Master is 1840. Grandmaster is also 1840. Uh, power delta disadvantages. So at hero, you're at minus 5. Legend, minus 15. Master, minus 20. Grandmaster, minus 25. The maximum effectiveness targets. So for hero, is 1765. If you're at 1765 going into a hero level nightfall, you're never going to act or be more powerful than that. Legend is 1815. Master is 1820. Grandmaster is 1815. But remember, Grandmaster is minus 25, but it's also harder. Mm -hmm. The Legend, uh, the Nightfall Weekly Challenge now requires you to attain 200,000 points across multiple Nightfall runs rather than 100,000 points in a single run. Um, I'm thinking what, what they mean by attain 200,000 points across multiple Nightfall runs means if you get 130,000 points on the first Nightfall run, you only need an extra 70,000 on your next one to actually complete it. Not that you need to hit 200,000 points every run on multiple runs i know some people are like i don't understand this i think that's what they're talking about because a hundred thousand points in, in a single run is what you needed before and they did specify single run this is across multiple runs so mm -hmm. adding up your points uh master raids and done I, you know i i'm sorry i had to include that because i was watching content creators far bigger than us not understanding what that meant <laughs> they were legitimately like confused by that statement and i'm saying they're going did you not go through elementary school the context the context is in the statement <sighs> anyways master raids and dungeons are also getting the power delta treatment we know master difficulty experience for dungeons and raids has its flaws so we're making a few changes that those looking for a challenge should certainly find appealing you're going to get one overcharge weapon, two surges, no threat modifier. Okay. Combatants don't have increased health or increased stagger resistance. All right. We want to bring them in line with other master experiences without the need to build craft towards surges or overcharges. Okay. That's a, okay. Weird. Um, it says we're also we also tuned enemy health pools so that if you completely ignore elemental build crafting, you'll experience day one raid-like combat difficulty. After that, you can choose elemental or overcharge bonuses to make it easier. Additionally, 
The threat modifier is turned off in raids and dungeons that and raids and dungeons so that enemies won't be doing more damage than on day one. Uh, just one little bit of thing here because they're now locking your power levels on master raid difficulties. The difference between day one raid and master raids originally was that master raids you could still kind of over level for. Mm-hmm. You could eventually get plus 10 over it. So you had to have essentially your pinnacle level on your gear and plus 30 on your artifact to reach that. Okay. So that actually mitigated and made things a little bit more manageable for you. Now, it's never going to get easier regardless of how much you level because you're now stuck behind a minus 20 at all Mm -hmm. times. Theoretically, this could make master raid content harder than what it originally was. And that shit was hard to begin with, depending on the player. You know, difficulty is person dependent it's a it's a subjective experience so we're gonna have to see how that shakes out i will uh check in with some of the folks that i did uh master vog and master king's fall with and got those uh title seals mm-hmm. with, and see what they think when master when they start doing master raids later in uh season 20 because i want to get their thoughts on this and see do they like it better is it harder for them? Because, I mean, for as good as they are, we did wipe. We had to keep trying. But eventually we, you know, powered through it. Is this going to be difficult? I also want to know just how freaking tough the um, War Priest encounter is now going to be because of these changes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not just talking about power changes and stuff. I'm also talking about all the weapon changes that they're doing with like linear fusion rifles and all that. I want to know how difficult the fucking War Priest challenge is going to be. I have this feeling mm-hmm. on master content, even this is an older reprised raid now, it's going to lock people if you're not used to it at that point. You're not going to get past the War Priest, I'm afraid. But moving on. Uh, no activity left behind. They are aware that lost sectors and weekly campaign missions are not as rewarding as the community would like, and we actually agree. The original, they just kind of left that hanging there. They didn't go any <laughs> further. Uh, the same thing with Dares of Eternity and Wellspring. The passion around them is appreciated, and your feedback is always clear that they should be a bit more challenging. Here are plans to improve not only them, but other activities too. So, lost sectors. You're going to get one overcharged weapon, two surges, threats dependent upon the featured lost sector. Combatants are harder to stagger and have more health, available in Legend and Master difficulties. Lost sectors feature a plus 20 combat delta rather than 15 or minus 15 or minus 20. We'll be monitoring completion rates and times during Season 20 to see if exotic engram drop rates need to be adjusted. There'll be additional paths to acquire Lightfall exotic armors that you can discover on uh, February 28th, so on Tuesday. So Mm -hmm. uh, it won't be your only path to getting the new exotics through Lost Sectors. You'll be able to find them elsewhere. Regarding Nightmare, Empire Hunts, and Campaign Weekly missions, you're going to get one overcharged weapon, two weekly rotating surges. Threats depend on the type of activity. Combatants are harder to stagger, have more health, three difficulty options available, Hero, Legend, and Master, so minus 5, minus 15, minus 20 power levels, respectively. 
Dares and Wellspring are getting two overcharged weapons that rotate. One, uh, I'm sorry, weekly rotating surges, so there's all sorts of rotating. One threat, obviously harder to stagger, and enemies will have more health. Available on Legend difficulty on Dares and Master difficulty on Wellspring. Extinguish is activated on Master. That's if your fire team all wipes, you lose and go to orbit. Uh, teams can wipe on a time limit if the objective has failed. That's more for uh, dares, I'd say, than Wellspring, but it can happen in the world yeah. too. Seasonal Battleground playlist uh, shares the difficulty settings for Season 19's Heist Battlegrounds. There you go. They're bumping them up. Hero difficulty is what it's going to be at, so minus five power. There's going to be weekly rotating surge, same as the Vanguard Ops playlist. Rotating threats, no overcharged weapons, and combatants have reduced health, scaling, and regular stagger resistance. And funny enough, about rewards. <laughs> Bungie says, a funny thing happens when you work six months ahead and you also need to write blog posts. Sometimes you miss some of the elements that help with players' understandings. Rewards is one of these. There's your uh, Mikulpa. We had a, we did a balance pass on Nightfall and Lost Sector Rewards. Starting with Lightfall, new material and reward structures look like this. Nightfall on Hero, the old, small chance of up to two enhancement prisms, one enhancement core, and a small chance of uh, up to two more. New, one enhancement prism and a medium chance at one more, two enhancement cores and a medium chance at one more. On, Lightfall, on Nightfall Legend, one enhancement prism and a small chance of up to two more. That's the old way. The new way is a small chance of one ascendant shard Two enhancement prisms and a medium chance for two more. On master difficulty, the old way was you got a medium chance at one ascendant shard and two prisms and a small chance of up to two more. The new one is one ascendant shard and a small chance at one more and two enhancement prisms and a medium chance up to two more. Okay, so you can, you know, get guaranteed one uh, ascendant shard for completing a master difficulty nightfall now. Instead of hoping like that. that you might. With a chance of one more. Okay, cool. Grandmaster, one Ascendant Shard, and a medium chance at one more. That's the old way. Four Enhancement Prisms and a medium chance up to two more. The new way is one Ascendant Shard and a high chance for one more. Four Enhancement Prisms and a medium chance for up to two more. Okay. And they kind of do the same thing for Lost Sectors. Lost Sector Old, small chance of one Enhancement Core new is two enhancement cores and a medium chance for one more and a prism, one prism and a small chance for one more. And if you do a lost sector on master, you get a small chance of up to two enhancement cores for the old way. Now it's two enhancement cores and a medium chance for one more and one enhancement prism and a medium chance for one more. So you still only get ascendant shards with their golf balls through master, brand master, and now legend nightfalls so that's interesting um they said as we said life all in the year ahead article all the variety in the world would not matter if the content itself was not engaging and interesting in other words there's no substitute for a good challenge with all these changes coming to activities we're hoping we'll be able to reignite the excitement for some of our favorite content in the game only seven more days as when they publish this until you can go test all this yourselves in life all uh just one point of concern for me mm -hmm. uh, about rewards 
as under no planet do I ever consider cores, prisms, and shards rewards. Sure. I consider loot drops like guns and armor to be the rewards. Mm -hmm. Crafting materials, I really don't look at as you're rewarding me. These should be somewhat automatic gets, and I'm actually glad that they're changing it so you are guaranteed to get some things. That's great. Yeah. But we also have never heard anything about, are they increasing the cap limits on these things? You can only hold 10 golf balls, and then 10 yeah. go to your postmaster. And then your postmaster kicks those out into the ether, and you never see them again. I think you can hold, what, 40 or 50 of the prisms, which are the like the banana-looking crystals? Yeah, those are 50. Yeah. Why, why can't we have a stack of 99 or 999 of those? And the, the the cores, those are the little orange ones. Those go up to nine hundred ninety nine, yeah, per stack. And there's some folks that have like ten, fifteen stacks of those already. I am not one of those people. But what I'm getting at is, like, especially for like ascendant shards, unless you're constantly masterworking exotics, like exotic armor pieces, you're not really burning through these things very much because that's three to one. Three shards, uh, three yeah, three shards for one exotic armor piece. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't find crafting materials like this a reward. I, I find higher chance for guns to drop in a in a uh, lost sector. A higher chance for armor pieces to drop that have maybe a higher stat bonus on a master. Lost Sector instead of a Legend Lost Sector. Those are what I consider rewards. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that get me in there. Also the, hey, this is what your percentage chance is to get the new exotic armor piece for the season on Master versus on Legendary. That would be more impressive that they included those numbers in there, but no, we just get, we're monitoring the drop rates. Now tell us what yeah. the fucking drop rates are at this point. Come on, man. Come on, you could do better. You could do better, but at least they're acknowledging we're watching it. We want to see where it's going. And I like the guarantee of the crafting materials based on your legend of difficulty. I'm cool with that. I just don't, I, I want more guarantees of I'm getting better gear, maybe stuff with more uh, stats built into it, like uh, multiple perks you can get depending on the difficulty, stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. a, little, a little different. That's just me. All right. So, um, any quick thoughts on challenge coming back then before we move on? Um, I mean, just at the bottom there, like I agree with what you said. Um, I would like to see, I mean, this was obviously just for materials anyway, but I would like some new, uh, like, weapon and armored like a gear structure for this too i think kind of just across the board would be nice because i mean obviously we're not getting blues anymore and if we get a ton of glimmer then we know that that's where a blue would have been you know so i don't know overall i i do think that it's good um but i would like some some more um actual numbers on armors and weapons and just gear in general yeah i agree i agree 
As for the difficulty changes themselves, I personally don't have a problem with it. I can understand where people that are uh, rather new to the game or not that experienced when it comes to build crafting at all are kind of concerned. I get that. I think they're going to be okay, especially if they're, they were already sticking around like Hero Difficulty anyways. I think you're going to be fine. I don't see too much of a big change. You'll you just maybe working a teeny bit more than you did it beforehand. At the very least, this might um, encourage folks to actually build craft. And with the changes that they're doing to the way the loadout systems work, and you can you know save loadouts and the mod screens and everything so you can actually get a better idea of what a build looks like, because beforehand builds look really messy trying to put them together in the game proper and not using something like dim you know mm -hmm. as the item manager uh with those changes i think it'll be easier for people that never really built craft to build craft uh, i will not mention names but there was a group that i played with to uh do uh master vault of glass for the first mm -hmm. time this wasn't the ones that i actually completed it with there's some other friends of mine that I was trying to help get into Master because they wanted to get their hands on some of the time-lost weapons. Um, spoiler, it never happened with this group because they decided to give up. <laughs> uh, well, they decided to give up, and it's because they couldn't get the vault of glass open. We couldn't get past the door. We were oh, wiping geez. nonstop. It was just it was brutal. It's brutally mm -hmm. difficult, and this is before a lot of the Light 3.0 changes happened. Well... As the ones dying nonstop, who was on a radiant well warlock, I'm, I'm like, why are you dying? You throw down your well and you're just getting murked by everything. You should be able to survive more. And this is before they're changing what well could do. And it was mm -hmm. much stronger. And I'm like, well, let me look at what your loadout is. And I open up his uh, character sheet and I start looking at his gear. And this person had no mods in their gear like one thing here one thing there there was a uh, charged with light mods on like two pieces but there was nothing that would charge them with light to get the benefit kicked off like they needed to have a charge yeah they didn't understand build crafting and that was then they would just pick up armor pieces and use them and mm -hmm. they raided frequently and they're actually a pretty decent raider for normal level raids. Good time always playing with them, but on Master Difficulty, where you actually have to build up, and that's before these changes. Uh, it's not explained very well. It was never explained very well. No. Yeah, Charge with Light System was never explained well. Warmind Cells, never explained well. Elemental Wells, never explained well. Yeah. But now they're going to have to, but having these screens that show how it all synergizes together on one screen that you could look at in your build screen, it's going to be great. It's going to be great for the player base. And I think it's going to help people improve their builds. And once they start making a build that works with their play style, you're going to see people more engaged in these activities and probably working on harder stuff than they're used to. And oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know? I, I'm very optimistic about these changes. I think, um, shocking, yes, fucking shocking, folks, that I'm optimistic about these changes working for the benefit of the entire community and the player base and raising them up and actually getting people involved. 
Yeah, this is, I think this is good stuff. I personally, and I don't think any veteran players look at the difficulty changes and going, oh, I can't handle this. In fact, they're going, okay, this is fine. This is fine. It, it gives us yeah. a little bit more incentive to run around and do activities we wouldn't, that we were just like sleepwalking through anyways. We're still going to sleepwalk through it, but now at least it's not as... It, it's not, it, The enemies are going to be less like wet paper mache. Or yeah. tissue paper, you know, the, they actually could be like cardboard. And so it takes like one extra bullet to put them down, but still, it'll be better, I think, overall. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, the TWAB. The TWAB. The TWAB. It kind of like uh, recapped everything that over the past few weeks. Like, honest to God, there's like this huge ass bullet point list of all the information that Bungie's been putting out the past couple of weeks regarding life vault the changes all this there's an enormous when you see it on a list there is an enormous amount of information by the way yeah uh both the challenge back article and this twab i will link in our description so you can check them out yourself there was obviously the state of the game from joe blackburn we had we had the vidoc i talked about those last week there's so much information they've been giving us in fact something else came out yesterday another video from when they were filming the Vidoc about the uh, the enemy threats and mm-hmm. the 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 the, um, uh, the devs talking about Callus and talking about the witness and you know their motivations and all that stuff. I was like, they're still putting out stuff. <laughs> this is great. I wish that they would have more links for it in the twab. Like every single bullet point should be a link. Yeah, yeah, it should. But you'll at least see where they're at, and you can find them. No big deal. Yeah, they, they kind of go over some of the stuff that we've already talked about. But then they've added a couple of things. Like, uh, specifically, one of the things is about the Crucible, because people have been asking about the Crucible. They say, the Crucible beckons. We know you're waiting for more news regarding the Crucible. But you pricks are going to have to fucking wait long. No, 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 no. No, I'm kidding. Word for word, it's word crazy. Word. I'm quoting it. <laughs> It says, no, no, no. We, we know you're waiting for more news regarding the Crucible. We have a few quick bits to share before launch. And then later in the season, I'm assuming they're meaning season 20, not season 19, where we are, because there is no later in the season right now. Um, yeah. We'll have a bigger article with more details on playlist changes coming with Lightfall and later, adjustments to competitive progression and rewards, and how matchmaking will work in the near future. I'm thinking maybe after about a month or so, as they get into the season, you'll see this article pop up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just be, be, be patient. You'll be busy, so it's not going to matter. Next week, the competitive division freelance mode is, freelance node is going away. Uh, so that's the single-player node in competitive PvP. Mm-hmm. And they say, we believe Fireteam matchmaking is solving the problem it was originally intended to solve and is in, in a much healthier way. This will merge the player populations into one larger, healthier pool while still protecting smaller fire teams from getting stomped by larger, more coordinated groups. Okay. I think they mentioned this before when they were talking about the, the initial changes to competitive and when it became the competitive division playlist. I think they yeah. mentioned that before they were going to have the node and see how it goes and mess around matchmaking and eventually the node is going to go away. So there it is. It's going away in season 20. 
Uh, competitive quality of life changes coming in season 20. So placement changes. For those that play comp, you can now place in Platinum Division after your initial placement series matches if you were Adept or Ascendant in the previous season. So if you're at the highest of the higher tiers, Adept and then Ascendant being the top, you can now place higher in the plat than you could before. I think Gold was as high as you can go this time. Now you can go all the way to Platinum if you're higher than that. Mode and map weighting. Uh, while we understand not everybody loves Rift and Showdown, we believe that those two modes stress crucible players in a different and important ways, and that variety of kill and objective modes make for a healthier ladder. Look, dude, you don't have to stress out crucible players any more than they already are. <laughs> <You know? laughs> However, we are lower. <laughs> However, we're lowering how much common Rift and Shadow. Uh, and showdown come up and play while rng can give any sequence of maps and modes we expect survival to show up roughly two-thirds of the time and rift and showdown to split the other one-third okay so you'll be playing more uh, survival which is more traditional comp and mm -hmm. rift and showdown to kind of break up the traditional comp cycles but it's still rng based all right We've also adjusted the individual map weightings for Showdown to eliminate maps that the mode does not play well on. Overall, we've increased the weight of Javelin 4, Endless Veil, and Altar of Flame in competitive division, and removed Disjunction and Cathedral of Dusk from rotation entirely. Those are good. two of the biggest maps. Yeah, that, that's a good change. That's a good change. Uh, as yeah. of the start of Season 20, you can gild the glorious title by reaching the Adept Division as well as a number of other Crucible Triumphs. Okay, uh, just to, I, I just want to stress again that I like Disjunction specifically for Rift. And yeah, yeah, it, it was built for Rift. Let's just admit it. It's a very it's like a football field. It's very long mm -hmm. and that's perfect for Rift. It's I think it's a perfect Rift map. I think it's well made for Rift. It does not work with um, Showdown. It does not work with survival they're too big it's too much rift is yeah because because comp is 3v3 right i have not actually played yeah. any comp so yeah, but, comp, yeah. Comp's still 3v3 yeah i'm pretty sure yeah 3v3 and it's just uh yeah yeah that that there's not enough people on the board um if rift ever gets its own like if they ever redo crucible again and rift gets its own node like you want to play Rift? Click this button. And here are all the maps that only are really good for Rift and that only rotate for Rift. And that's it. I think yeah. someday in the future that might be it. Uh, when Rift first came out in Destiny 2 and it was that Iron Banner season where it happened and Disjunction was pretty much all the time because it was the uh, new Witch Queen map. Dude, mm -hmm. I had so much fun playing Rift and Iron Banner. I had a blast with it. It was great. It actually felt like you were playing a sport. I had a good time with it. But I played Rift on other maps, and I'm like, kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun on certain maps. So I get it. I do get it. All right. They also say exotic armor pieces can be just as critical to your PvP build as your weapons or subclass aspects and fragments. A popular move has always been to have a powerful neutral game exotic on during PvP while your super is building, and then swap to a super enhancing exotic once your super is full, then swapping back to the neutral game exotic. 
This tends to favor players who have higher-end PCs and can get in and out of menus faster. And we generally don't want to encourage a bunch of menu gameplay during action. That's in italics. Yeah. We also find it an uninteresting way to gain an advantage in PvP. <laughs> so with the prevalence of build swapping that can happen with loadouts, we thought we would squash this issue in high-end PvP. In Season 20, we're introducing the not-swap modifier to Trials and Competitive Division. In activities with not-swap, if you change your exotic armor during the match, all your ability energy is removed, just like if you swapped your subclass. That's all, folks. <laughs> That's your super, Fuck. your grenade, your class ability, and your melee. Gone. It starts over with the cooldowns. <laughs> um, oh, God. We will be monitoring gameplay and community discussion around this issue, but we're not currently planning on adding it to Gambit or other Crucible playlists. Gambit's got PvE elements to it. I don't think it should go into it. No, I agree. Yeah, Gambit Gambit doesn't have a competitive mode either, like a really hardcore ranked Gambit mode. I mean, if Prime was around and they revamped Prime to be that way, I could understand it going into Prime, but yeah. it, it's it's not there. Uh, we're also not planning to adding it to any PE modes. Anywhere where it might provide a meaningful advantage already has equipment locked. Yeah, so Legend, Master, and Grandmaster yeah. Nightfalls. Yeah, you're, you're already equipment locked. Um, so you can't do anything with that. Uh, more details come in the Crucible blog post next season. Until then, go make Shaxx proud and get ready to build and save your perfect PvP loadout next week. Uh, yeah, the not swap modifier made me crack up. Just like I was laughing now. <laughs> I've been on the receiving end of it, okay? And I was always jealous of people that can get that done. Even yeah. on PlayStation 5, it's hard for me to do that, so I just never tried to do it. But this is this is just funny, because you see people on PC like, really quickly, or they have a mo another window open, and they have dim on another monitor, and they just do it with dim. Yeah. So it's like instantaneous almost. It's like ridiculous. But now, hey, uh, I think uh, that's just punchy. We find this an uninteresting way to gain an advantage. It's, it's like the most snobbish way to write that line. We, we find it uninteresting that that's <laughs> the advantage you're getting. It's like, fuck you, high-end PvP players. <laughs> 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 oh, God. All right. Um, they also talk about the artifact. A seasonal artifact. So the seasonal artifact has been with us for a while now. We've adjusted its functionalities to better suit how you face some of the most challenging activities in Destiny 2 and to spice up the meta a bit each season. We're making several improvements in Lightfall, starting with the following. I swear to God they mentioned the name of the artifact somewhere in here, too. Um, yeah, there it is. I'll get to it. Artifact mods are now artifact perks. Okay. These are passive, and you don't have to slot them into ar armor pieces. Once you unlock an artifact perk, it automatically applies to your guardian. Twelve perks are unlockable per character. Cool. You can oh. reset the artifact at no cost any number of times. Oh, thank God. That is a big change. Yeah, it is. Do you remember that it used to be? It's like, oh, here's 10,000 Glimmer for the first one. Then it was like 20,000 for the next one. It was like 50,000 for the one after that. It kept on like scaling up when you were resetting your Just artifact. So high, so expensive. Yeah. Um, but now, 
any number of times, no cost. Awesome. The anti-champion weapons featured in the artifact can also be overcharged in higher difficulty activities. Nice. To accommodate these changes, Artifice Armor, which is the rewards for Master Dungeons right now, Master Level Dungeons, now has a unique mod slot that grants three additional points to a character stat of your choice. Cool. This change is retroactive to all Artifice Armor. Yes, that's great. So you don't have to worry about trying to regrind another piece of Artifice Armor if you have the perfect piece for your character. Mm -hmm. It's going to uh, swap that Artifice Armor slot to the one where you get the three extra points of the stat of your choice. Hopefully there's not a problem with it. Uh, I know that one of the changes a couple seasons ago borked Artifice Armor older artifice yeah. armor that had a mod in it and it just you couldn't slot anything or take it out and it just kind of wrecked the armor piece they lost the also they lost the extra slot that was another problem yeah like that slot vanished so yeah uh but why tell you when we can show here's what the ascendant scepter brings to the table for season 20 so the name of your artifact in season 20 is the ascendant scepter in column one you're getting anti-barrier sidearms, anti-barrier pulse rifles, overload bows. Yes. That's like the best mod as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm glad that's back. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Unstoppable scout rifles. Hell yeah. That's another good one I like. Yes. I like unstoppable scouts. E? Uh, and uh, automatics overload. So what this says is sustained fire from auto rifles and submachine guns disrupt combatants, stunning them, delaying ability regeneration, and lowering combatant damage output. Strong against overloads. So, it says additionally, auto rifles and submachine guns are always overcharged when that modifier is active. Aha. Uh -huh. There you go. So, overloads can also get screwed with auto rifles and SMGs. Nice. Nice. Uh, column 2. We're going to get these things there's they're called authorized mods so authorized mod solar this is the armor energy cost of all armor mods affecting your solar weapons are significantly discounted so by choosing this perk because they're all just unlocked now any armor energy costs for mods affecting solar weapons are discounted Wow. Pretty hefty. Make them cheaper. And hey, build crafting. You might be yeah. able to squeeze in some other ones and really make your build strong. Uh, they're getting one for Strand, obviously, and Void, obviously. These are also the um, ones that we're getting the surges for in Season 20. Mm -hmm. okay. There's an authorized mods for grenades. The fuck? Oh, wow. Holy fuck. <laughs> so armor energy costs of all armor mods affecting your grenades are significantly discounted gee like stuff like um bomber that affects your grenade energy right uh anything that increases... yeah oh jesus God. i can't Holy wait cow. i can't wait to see what people can pull up by the way there's a couple there's some things in column three and later that are really like holy shit type moments when i was looking through this list i'm jealous that i'm not playing it but I, when i looked through this list i saw some things in my mind just knowing what i what I, the information we've been given i'm going oh god this is gonna be wild 
<laughs> this is going to be wild. Uh, there's also something called a multi-siphon mod. This grants access to armor mods in your helmet that combine the effects of the strand siphon mod with solar siphon and void siphon mods. Interesting. Nice. Okay. Column three. You're getting shatter orbs. First time you break a combatant shield, you create an orb of power if you break the shield with a matching damage type. Okay. Yeah, but remember what we were talking about with all those uh, ways to get over shields and stuff by just picking up yeah. an orb of power or getting devour or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yikes. You see, you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> Wow. Um, Defiant Armory. Defiant Armory greatly improves the benefits provided by Noble Deeds, Nanotech, Tracer Rockets, Tech's Balance Stock, and Ambush Origin Trades. Okay. There you go. Nanotech Tracer Rockets. Hmm. Only weapon I know that has the uh, Nanotech Tracer Rockets right now are the Quicksilver Storm. Yeah, I think even Joe Blackburn tweeted out that that's like the uh, the Neo Muna origin train. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, Untangler, destroying a tangle with a strand weapon suspends targets damaged by the explosion, so it no longer just damages them. When you have the Untangler perk activated, it also now suspends them. Mm -hmm. Nice. There's some synergy there. Here you go, Avenge. A solar surge. Collecting a fire sprite gives you an armor charge. Yeet. Volatile flow. Picking up an orb of power grants your void weapons volatile rounds. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, especially when you uh, throw on stuff like authorized mods void. Yeah. And now your void weapons are significantly... Uh, aren't things for void weapons are significantly discounted. And, uh, you know, shatter orbs. And you're yeah. in a void class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Column Better four. Volatile everywhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it gets wor it gets worse because uh we're gonna get to that in like just two more perks. Uh bricks from beyond. Defeating a powerful this is column four. Defeating a powerful combatant with a void weapon has a chance to generate heavy ammo for you and your teammates. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea of uh, having bricks from beyond equipped and firing a Deathbringer rocket launcher and killing a whole mob of enemies. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be cool. Uh, this is the one that made me go, pull up, what? Uh, flare up. Firebolt grenades apply more scorch stacks. Damaging a combatant with a firebolt grenade spawns a fire sprite near them. Oh. That's just damaging. <laughs> An enemy, not killing one, damaging yeah. an enemy, spawns a, a fire sprite. Keep that under your hat for a moment. Origin hones. That says, uh, weapons, tracing rockets, text balance stock, and ambush origin traits are always overcharged when the modifier is active. Okay. Boy, howdy, that just opened up a whole bunch of things that now get overcharged. Yeah. Uh, allied unraveling rapid final blows with strand weapon grants your weapon unraveling rounds with a longer duration near allies. Hmm, okay, okay. 
Counterweave. When you or a member of your fire team stuns or defeats a champion, you gain energy for your least your least charged strand ability. Okay. Yeah. That'll depend on how much energy you get back, but uh Yeah. But hey, I'm sure there's other mods that you can slot in your armor like um you know grenade kickstart and stuff like that that'll get strand energy back for your strand abilities. So just more yeah. ways for you to get your energy ability back is gonna be cool. Column five. Stranded reach. Destroying a tangle with a strand weapon creates a larger and more damaging explosion. Nope. And you merge that with the um, untangler. So mm -hmm. now they're also suspended by a larger and more damaging explosion. Here we go, folks. Rain of firebolts. <laughs> when you have firebolt grenades equipped, you gain a second grenade charge. Sure. Why not? Are you putting it together now? Because we've seen other things that picking up fire sprites yeah. give you back grenade damage, uh, grenade energy, and this thing on damaging will start generating fire sprites. Yeah. And now you got two of them. Yo. Pull up. This is going to be a lot of firebolt grenades everywhere. I'm, yeah, wondering, if this, I'm wondering if these work in the Crucible damage with a firebolt grenade on an enemy spawns a fire sprite for you and your god help us there's just going to be firebolt grenades everywhere i feel like they kind of make a point with that when it says combatant and uh flare up yeah and that generally is pve so hopefully it doesn't work in pvp i i just my mind is going places i sometimes these terminologies it needs to actually say does not work in pvp i wish they would include that you know yeah um void weapons channeling you gain a temporary bonus to void weapon damage after you defeat a target with a void weapon while at least one of your void abilities is fully charged this damage bonus increased based on the number of fully charged void abilities you have nezerax in anybody holy cow yeah dude yeah, holy cow is right. That'll be fun. It'll <laughs> yeah, be, be very fun. It'll be very fun. Uh, you also have Medieval Champion. I like this one. This is a cool, cool perk. <clears throat> Glaives you wield fire a powerful explosive payload that stuns unshielded combatants. Strong against unstoppable champions. Additionally, Glaives are also always overcharged when that modifier is active. Landing consecutive hits with a sword will disrupt combatants, stunning them, delaying ability energy regeneration, and lowering combatant damage output. Strong against overload champions. Additionally, swords are always overcharged when the mod is active. So glaives become unstoppable, swords become overload. And oh, they I can dig be that. Overcharged. Yeah, that's hell cool. yeah, man. That's awesome. That That's cool. Get in your face. Let's like... I want to see more people charging unstoppables with like freaking glaives. I'll That's be gonna out be there. awesome. <laughs> I know you will. That'll be awesome. Uh, let's see. Last one. We got a prismatic transfer. When you cast your super, each member of your fire team with a subclass damage type different than yours gains a bonus to weapon damage. Oof. 
Oof. So all you need is that one person on your fire team, that one crazy individual, probably a hunter, that's running, <laughs> that's going to be running stasis, that has that perk equipped, that gives a bonus to everybody's weapon damage when they throw squall, you know, silence and squall at the boss in a raid or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, gonna be a big day one perk. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see how much of a bonus damage it is, but any bonus da weapon damage, and if it's like even five seconds, ten seconds, it's extra DPS time. It's mm -hmm. it could be worth it. It could be the difference between succeeding or failing. So, yeah, we'll have to see what the numbers are when you get your hands on it. New ways to defeat champions. They mentioned in their build crafting evolve article, which we. A couple weeks ago, we stated there'll be new ways to counter champions in Lightfall. After showcasing the seasonal weapons you'll use to do so, maybe we should also refresh that information and throw in one or two more details. So, you can use an exotic with an anti-champion intrinsic perk. So, Ariana's Vow, Divinity, or Leviathan's Breath are three examples. You can use weapons that have an anti-champion artifact perk. You can use the following subclass verb and status effects. So, Barrier Champions. Their subclass verbs to use against them are Radiant, Volatile Rounds, and Unraveling Rounds. Overloads against them, Jolt, Suppression, and Slow. Unstoppable, Ignite, Blind, Shatter, and Suspend. The verbs work no matter how they're triggered. So, two examples. If you're Radiant because a Solar Hunter used an Acrobatic Dodge near you, you will shoot Anti-Barrier Rounds until Radiant wears off. Cool. Yeah. If you use a weapon with a Chill Clip perk, the slow effect upon direct hits will stun overload champions. Use a shatter mm -hmm. upon a second hit, it'll stun an unstoppable. While radiant, though, the same weapon would pierce a barrier champion, but not stun overloads. Okay. So one will override the other. Yeah, okay. Uh, exotics with anti-champion status effects won't get the pierce effect when applying radiant. One example, Aegir Scepter will, will slow and stun overload champions, but not pierce a barrier one, even if the player is radiant. There's an exception for weapons able to scorch, since ignitions require buildup in order to stun. Okay. Nice. Okay. Cool. That's some nice clarification about, if there's a ton more ways to get rid of champions now, that's a good thing. Yeah, no kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to these changes and how it feels in-game. Yeah. Yeah, it all looks good so far. It all looks good. Uh, what else I have here? The little section about becoming legend. It says, so whether you're a solo player or in a full fire team, there's no wrong way to play the Lifefall campaign. We know you love the legendary <laughs> difficulty that debuted with the Witch Queen. So we wanted to talk a bit about how it'll work in Lightfall. With the goal of balancing challenge and survivability across all fire team sizes, one, two, and three, respectively, Legendary difficulty scales based on the size of your fire team. Incoming damage, damage required to stagger an enemy, enemy health, and the amount of revives are a few of the things that scale on legendary for each additional member of your fire team. In the Lifefall campaign, we reduce the health scale R on all combatants to better balance solo and fire team play when compared to last year's legendary campaign. Enemies will still have more health overall, in larger fire teams, and the Cabal in general have a higher base health than other combat factions. I did not know that, actually. That I didn't know that. That's interesting. To begin with. Yeah. Uh, but this will help bring solo and fire team difficulty closer together. 
Additionally, the damage required to stagger combatants is reduced during the Lightfall campaign. Make no mistake, the Shadow Legion and their new technology are extremely formidable foes. We're not even going to talk about Tormentors, so eyes up, Guardian, because it won't be easy. There you go. So for those that are looking for day one, Lightfall, jump into the Legendary campaign, so you get the nice big-ass bump to your power level because of the gear drops when you complete each mission. You're in for a fight. They're going to make it tough. Yeah. Yeah, should be fun. Um, unfortunately, when this goes live, it's not going to matter anymore uh, because the uh, this weekend they're allowing people to uh, play the Witch Queen for free, the standard edition. So, you know, it's only like three days, but it's going to be over with when this goes live. So you won't. Unfortunately, if you never play the Witch Queen, you'll have to buy it. But hey, there's a, there's going to be a whole bunch of deals coming up soon to pick it up at a discount because, you know, the new hotness is coming out and Witch Queen was last year's. If you haven't played Witch Queen, though, you should really play it. Yes. Uh, then you have your normal stuff. Art. Uh, movie of the Week. Reminder that Monday the 27th, Life uh, Destiny 2 will be down for 24 hours scheduled downtime so you will not be playing on monday but you'll be listening to our podcast because that's when we're going to have it up there for you so you'll be able to play again on reset on tuesday and you should be able to upload all the files and stuff during the downtime so you'll be good to go and ready to play when reset happens grab it yeah uh anything you want to add in here sir uh, I don't think so, especially with my voice right now. I think I'll just <laughs> I'll leave it where it's at. Yeah, yeah. Well, we covered everything, and you know, you added some stuff in here and there, depending on your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, everything looks good. There's been so much information we've been covering last few weeks, and uh, we hope you're enjoying it. And for the next few weeks after this, we're going to be getting an idea of. Binge and me watching playthroughs and seeing how the story evolves and etc. and so on. This is how Lightfall looks, what people think. I think um, next week we're going to talk about Strand specifically. We're not going to touch the, the Nightfall story, the Lightfall story, not Nightfall. Nightfall was a Batman comic. Lightfall story until maybe another week goes by. We want more people to experience it before we start actively talking about it. Yeah. So, Vince is going to screw around with uh, Strand. I know he's going to be kicking it off with the Titan, maybe touching the Warlock, maybe the Hunter a little bit. I'll kind of also watch, you know, videos and playthroughs and get people's thoughts on the new uh, subclass. Yeah. As well as the interactions with, um, you know, the new uh, artifact perks from the seasonal artifact. And more importantly, we're going to see what people think of the mod loadouts and the build crafting screens and the new commendations and the guardian ranks. And we'll see what you all think and give our thoughts on them too, since they'll now be out in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a good time. And finally, when the light falls kind of winding down, 
So I would honestly say after the raid launches, we'll start touching into other stuff again because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, got to stick with the new hotness for a bit. Uh, I have way too much stuff to talk about that's not Destiny related. I literally am over Hunter rank 200 now in Monster Hunter Rise. God damn. Uh, I don't, yeah, fucking hell, I've been playing way too much. <laughs> um, and I, I haven't even really talked about it. And I want to give my impressions on that. I'm also currently starting off uh, Like a Dragon Ishin, which is the samurai-tinged kind of like side story of the Yakuza franchise. It's the first time it's come out in the United States. It has a full remake to it. RGG Studios, which is a subsidiary of Sega, did an entire remake. It wasn't just a re-release they rebuilt it from the ground up using the current graphic engines and everything and it looks awesome mm-hmm. and it's just as wild and it has a fantastic story so far and it has the craziest little side missions and sub games you can play just like all the yakuza games i want to talk about that and uh, any other things we could think of but we'll get to it eventually we're in destiny mode right now Eight. And while we're in Destiny mode, stop over anchor.fm slash hg podcast. Also, our Twitter is podcast underscore hidden. If you're on Spotify, click that follow button. I can now see how many people we have following on Spotify. Thank you, Anchor, for updating that. Also, we do have a little poll. It's just the generic one. What did you think of this episode? If you're on Spotify, please answer that. Give us the feedback. We can use that to help improve stuff. We will yes. be back for the first week of Lightfall, talking about what's out there with the core stuff. We'll get to the story stuff later, but it'll be one week out. In the meantime, take care, everybody. Be well. Bye-bye now. Okay, bye. Debbie. I'm, I'm shocked your fucking voice didn't like, fall apart when you did that. I'm, I'm a little surprised, too. <laughs>